Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 8888352414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. <laughs> I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Sama from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting interview for you today. I'm on the line with Tony Stubblebine, who is is a man who is pre- pretty much obsessed with behavior change and how to how how people pick up a new habit having been part of a number of different startup projects such as Twitter I'm sure you've heard of that one Wasabi Crowdvine and Lyft he has learned so much about what it takes to be successful in business he's the co-founder of the Lyft app which is making behavior change easier for everyone and it's an app that I use to get stuff done it has impacted a lot of entrepreneurs in prioritizing and accomplishing end goals with positive reinforcement and community support so today we're going to be talking about setting goals goal setting for bloggers that's what we're going to talk about today tony man how you doing hey leslie good to be here Good to have you on here. Um, you're the co-founder of the Lyft app, which is something that we're going to be talking about significantly today. But what is Lyft all about? You know, the thing is, everyone has unmet aspirations. Mm-hmm. And I th- I'm sure you do. I definitely do. And as I was moving off of my last startup, I wondered, like, is there a way that I could achieve everything that I want to achieve in my life? Hmm. And what I really came to is, what if I could have a coach in my phone? That's every day guiding me, like, do this, do this, do this. Tony, if you just get off the couch today and do this thing, you'll be so much closer to your, achieving your goals. And that's really the idea that led us to start Lyft. And, and you know, our passion is helping people achieve their goals. All right, so you've, you've done a whole lot. I, I see here you were involved in stuff like Twitter, which is one that we all know about, Wasabi. Tell me a little bit about Twitter. What were you doing there? Well, I was the head of engineering, so I'm a programmer originally, and I was working with all of the other programmers at this startup. Actually, it was originally a podcasting startup called Odeo, uh-huh. and uh, and it wasn't going that well for us, so we started working on other side projects, and it was actually the most successful of those side projects is Twitter. So I'm like... I'm. I'm the sixth user of Twitter, so one of the earliest Twitter users ever. And I'm just amazed by what an impact it has had on the world. Well, obviously, it's having a huge impact. I mean, everybody is tweeting these days, um, and uh, people love it. Um, So you you used to do, you were working with Twitter, Wasabi, Crowdvine, and now you're on Lyft. Um, You know, simple question. How did you come up with the name Lyft? What's that about? So this is actually a ties into Twitter, which is when, I, when it came time to start this company, I went looking for friends who could help me. Mm-hmm. And one of those friends was Evan Williams, who was the CEO and one of the co-founders of Twitter. 
And he basically uh, co-designed the first version of Flipped with me. And one of his biggest contributions was uh, what we should call it. And he just sent me a couple of names along with uh, his, like, a little, like, one paragraph. Here's what's good about this name. And uh, that was, like, far and away the best one. And as soon as we all heard it, we were, we were like, oh, we've got to go with this. Gotcha, gotcha. So so you, you guys named it. You started working on it. Um, you, you know, you said you, you wanted to have, like, a coach in your pocket. How does Lyft work? Is it? I mean, is, is, is Tony going to be there, you know, saying, hey, you can do this? <laughs> what exactly does it do and, and how does it work? Well, it's not, it's not all me, uh, just to be very clear. <laughs> it's uh, Our secret sauce is the community. Lyft uh-huh. has this incredible community of experts and people trying to become experts at something. And through them, we've built up a collection of coaching programs, essentially, that take you step by step every day. This is what you should do. And so when you uh, use the Lyft app, you sign up for a number of goals. And uh, those goals have coaching programs behind them that are really, really simple. We just want to take you, like, have you think in terms of what is the next action that I should take? Uh Because so many people get caught up and almost paralyzed when they think about, well, you know, I right now I'm this blog, like let's say blogging is a part-time thing and I eventually want it to be a full-time business. Well, that's not going to happen overnight, right? That is a like a series of regular work, you know, work and practice. Like you're going to need to work on that for uh, a long time. And I think Lyft is something that can help you. No, no, definitely, because I need to give a little bit of my story. I started using Lyft uh, a few months ago because uh, one of the members in my mastermind group, Pat Flynn, um, uh, he recommended it to me. I checked it out and I said, hey, this is kind of cool. And I started using it. And while I was using it, I was getting much more done. Um, then, you know, I stopped using it for a while and I noticed my productivity went down. Um, and one of the things I like about it is you check into these goals. Um, so you say today I've, uh, brushed my teeth or whatever your goal is. Um, and then tomorrow you do it again and then you get notified, Hey, you have a two day streak. You can keep it. You can just keep it going. And then three days pass and you have that three day streak and 10 days and 15 days. And what, what ended up happening with me is after doing a certain habit for 10 days, I don't want to mess up my streak <laughs> because right. if I mess up my streak, I'm starting back over. Um, and there was something about that that really helped me to keep going. And then, you know, you, you, you check in and you say, I've done this. And then the community jumps in and say, hey, good job and so on. So it's, it, it, for me personally, it really did help in getting things done. Well, that, I mean, that's great to hear. And it, I mean, that's really our realization is that like everyone has it in them, and if we can just give them a little bit of a boost, they can achieve so much more. And so, yeah, it could be as as simple as floss, but a lot of entrepreneurs use Lyft to do things like make sure they set priorities every day, make sure that they get to inbox zero or do something that allows them to not be overwhelmed by the amount of people asking for their time. Uh, Pat Flynn is a big proponent of exercise. Yeah, right? talk about balance in your life. Definitely, definitely. Um, so you know, okay, with with Lyft, 
um, one of the things one, one of the things that it emphasizes is setting goals. Now, I'm going to ask you a very silly question, um, but just to get it out of the way, why is it important? Why do you think it's important to set these specific goals? Well, if you don't know what you want to do, you're never going to do anything. Mm. You're going to be sitting on your couch just wishing that you were more successful. Yeah. Right? And, the, you know, what is the secret of successful people? Well, there is no secret. It's that they worked very hard. The, the story behind every successful person is that they worked and practiced very hard to get there. And so in order to do that work, you have to be able to define it. You have to be able to break it down into a routine. And then you need to be able to act on that routine. And... Uh, you know, there's sort of like, on the one hand, that's good news, like anything is achievable. And on the other hand, it's bad news. Like, hey, you're going to have to actually do some work here. <laughs> but I know it's funny, right? But, you know, one of the things that really does stand out to me is that there's actually very few people who are willing to do the work. Mm. And so I always ask people, like, what if? What if you did this for a week? What if you did this for a month? You know, we have this Lyft user... She wanted to, she was a, she's a designer at a startup here and she wanted to be a professional dancer. And so every day for a year, just one year, uh-huh. she practiced dance and it could be as little as 10 minutes. It could be as much as an hour and a half, but on top of her full time job, every, you know, every day she was just making sure to practice it a little bit. And then at the end of the year, she released this video of her progress, uh-huh. and this thing like freaking went viral, like you wouldn't believe. You know, I think it had two million views on the first day, and now she's making that move. She's going to be a professional dancer, and so a year—that's a long, a long time, right? Yeah, but, it is. yeah. But if, but if you think about like, what is your dream? Are you willing to put a year into that? Absolutely. And you know what was interesting about that? Because I watched that video um, and it, it was so interesting to see her go through the process and to be consistent with it day in and day out. She was doing the same things over and over and perfecting them and getting better. And at the end of the year, she was awesome. Yeah, she was. I mean, it was so great to see that. So inspiring to see that. And that, that to me, it's really inspiring to know what is possible in a year and even what's possible in a week you know i'm i'm going to link up to the 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 um the that video i'm going to include that video in the show notes for for this episode because i think people really need to see that um but let's talk about the goals a little more you know in terms of setting goals are there good goals and bad goals is there a right way to do it when you're using something like lift or even if you're just setting goals for things that you want to accomplish what are some things you need to keep in mind with creating good goals yeah, let's work through something. Like, what what are some of the goals you think that your use that your listeners are having right now? Well, one of the big goals has to do with content creation. So, you know, uh, there's a discipline of actually writing content, creating that content, and that is significant. Right. Okay. So, uh, number. So, the kind of default goal that will spill out of someone. This is totally natural and normal. Is uh, very vague. They would be, I want to create more content, uh-huh. right? So the number one thing is to make 
it concrete, to make it very defined. So if right now you're blogging once a week, then there's a really obvious concrete next step, which is well, you want to be blogging twice a week, uh-huh. right? And that's the first step in setting goals. Okay, so we want to make it concrete, not just blog more or, or something of that sort, but it can be something like um, blog twice a week. It can be something like write a thousand words every time I make a blog post or something of that sort. Or right after, I, I remember for a, a period of about a month, I did this exercise where I wrote one, at least 1,000 words every day. That was very right. specific. It was measurable. It was concrete. You know exactly if you've accomplished that goal. Right. And you know what's amazing about those uh, those sorts of consistency goals is that like all this all these things around them get get figured out. Like maybe you're afraid that in the beginning that your content's not going to be very good, but actually, like through that process, you you learn how to create good content on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people would w- kind of are hesitant to start and would rather research and, you know, analyze and think mm-hmm. and plan. And, you know, most people actually do better if they do it how you just described, if they actually get up and just start trying stuff and, you know, improve it along the way. You know, it's the same thing with the girl that was dancing every day. When you looked at the video in the beginning and you saw her starting to dance, you might think, yeah, she's not really that good of a dancer. <laughs> and then halfway through, you're like, okay, she's got some decent moves. And at the end, you're like, man, she is amazing. And it's because she just went at it every single day. And it really made an impact. Do you know there's a bunch of great stories of, uh, of consist- around consistency and how it helped people that are, you know, pretty successful. Uh, you, you were saying that you really like the streaks and lift. A lot of people that compare that to a productivity method that co- actually comes from the comedian Jerry Seinfeld uh-huh. called the Seinfeld method. And his thing was he has a calendar and every day that he writes a joke, he makes a big X on the calendar. Uh-huh. And his whole productivity method is boiled down to don't break the streak. Right? And so here we have one of the most prolific uh, comedians of all time. He does. You know, he had his TV show, and he did st- uh, stand up. And it wasn't how many jokes can he write a day. It wasn't how good are those jokes. Just get off the couch and write, a, you know, one joke. <laughs> That's awesome. It's all. It's all about consistency. Now, you know, one one of the things I'm curious about um, with Lyft does that allow you guys uh, the way you set it up to be able to analyze like what a bunch of people are doing and try to get some lessons from that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, this not so much in, I don't actually have data on the uh, blogging communities on Lyft, although no, there's just, a pretty big community, maybe 14,000 people, I think, tracking their blogging history on Lyft. Oh, nice. Uh, but uh, yeah, we definitely, we like we pay attention to which are the most uh, supportive goals because every goal in Lyft, you're doing it with the other people other people who share that goal with you. Uh-huh. And so we can say, like, how likely are you to be cheered on by someone in that community? And also, like, what what is easy and what is hard? Gotcha. And, um, uh, yeah, and I think that's one of the, the fun things about running Lyft is, you know, is just getting to understand people and 
and all of their various uh, goals and aspirations. Now, what are some of the things that you've learned from looking at that data in terms of goal setting, in terms of um, changing habits and those types of things? Are there any lessons that you can pull out of that? Well, one is that it gets easier over time. And, and we, you know, we would think that that's true, but be, that sort of the not knowing, it creates this doubt and you, I think it, it's one of the, uh, the hurdles to you know taking on a major goal. So one of the things we look at is uh, what at what day are you likely to keep going? Mm. And so most things that people take on sort of with the goal of being habitual, the um, there's a lot of drop off on day one, day two, day three. But once you get to somewhere around day eleven, like the odds that you're going to make it to day 12 are almost always above 90%, right? Interesting. So I like that as just this little like, okay, you just need to will yourself to, let's say, write a blog post every day for this week. But then next week, it's going to feel a lot easier. Gotcha. So if people are struggling with a specific thing that they know they have to get done in their business or with their blog... Try doing it consistently, um, maybe for 11 days, and just tell yourself, hey, let me make it through this 11 days, and it gets easier. Yes. Awesome. Now, this is just something that I'm interested in. Do you know what the most popular goal is on Lyft that people set? Uh, It's exercise. Exercise, of course. That makes a lot of sense. We're all so busy, right? And that is the thing. Yeah, honestly, that's the biggest lesson I learned between my last company and this company. Lyft is the second company that I started, and I really like I let everything go to make sure the first one was successful. But at the end of that, yeah, I mean the company was successful, but I was like I was out of shape. I'd put on weight, and like you know, what was my bigger goal? I had this micro goal of I want this company to succeed, mm. but my bigger goal is I want to be happy. Yeah. Right. And I think that it's really important that everyone keeps um, keeps in mind the the big picture and your happiness, your health. That like that's a big part of it. Love it. Okay. Now let's talk specifically a little more about bloggers. Yeah. Um, we, we we said that one of the things you want to do definitely is make sure that your goals are con- uh, concrete. What are some of the what are some of the goals that you think bloggers should have? Like, if if I wanted to, one of the things I'm going to be doing is to create a coaching plan that's going to go along with this episode, so that people can jump on there and they can dive directly into that coaching plan, and we can work on building better blogs, blogs where we can change the world. Um, what are some of the things that you think I need to be putting in a coaching plan for bloggers? Yeah. You know what I think? I, have, I definitely have a focus for people that are thinking about bloggers. But before we do that, can I share basically the secret? Sure. Oh, to, secrets. We love to, secrets. Yeah, so I'm going to share this, like, the secret to behavior design. This is essentially how do you change yourself is, come, is this framework that we use from uh, a professor at Stanford, B.J. Fogg. And he calls it BMAT. And it's basically, in order to get a behavior, you need three things. You need the person to be motivated. You need them to be able to do it. And they need to be triggered. In other words, it needs to occur to them. Mm-hmm. You know, If you're asleep, you're not going to be doing anything. And most people, when they think about 
well, all right, I want to start, I want to be this different person. I want to be this blogger that blogs three times per week. They get really focused on their motivation. Mm. And, but I, what I like about this, this, these categories is that, uh, it lets you say, well, there's three things that could be going wrong here. Now that I've set a goal for myself, how do I like? How do I make sure that I follow through? Mm-hmm. And look, motivation is not a problem for you or your listeners, mm-hmm. right? Like this is this is your dream. This is your passion. It's actually a great way to look at it is ability, mm-hmm. right? A thousand words is a lot of words to write. It is. But is there a way to write a blog that a blog post that is Useful, but less than a thousand words, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? What are what are some um, kind of systems that you can put in place that make it, you know, much easier, much faster for you to uh, uh, to get your content out there? I mean, you actually have a great example. I've been on a number of podcasts, and so I get to kind of see how do they do the production of a podcast, uh-huh. right? Because if you just record me and then edit me and you know add in all the music right it could be 4 to 6 hours of post production yep and then how do you do it nope i do it right here as we're interviewing right now once we're once we're done i export i tag and i upload that's it exactly right so that's genius because what you've done is you've increased your ability to put out podcasts because yeah. it doesn't take you as much time Mm-hmm. You, you know, you still love podcasting as much as you would, no matter what process you use. But you made it easier on yourself. So I, I know when I when I think about things that we post at Lyft, I'm I'm looking for rep- things that are repetitive. That it's like, oh, you know, user success stories. Well, they basically wrote the content for us, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's an easy, quick post for us, and I happen to know that they perform very well for us on any sort of you know our metrics. Um, and, uh, and, and same, like, I think interviews are really good. It's just like you sit down, you talk to the person and then you've got some great content. And so for, for me, the next step of the goal is how do you achieve that goal? And it's about, you know, making it easier on yourself and get, and that lets you get the momentum. And once you get the momentum and it becomes habitual, then you like you're gonna figure out all of the problems. Like you don't have to start out perfect. You'll become perfect. You'll become great at what you're doing if you can just get the you know get that engine and momentum moving. You know, I, I want I want to talk a little bit about that some more because okay, you were talking about the the able part and and what can we do to make it easier on, on yourself. For my example, that's a that's an easy example because you know it's what I'm doing right now. It makes it easier for me to create this audio content. But let's say I'm an, a, a blogger that is writing content. What are some of the things that I can do to make that process easier on myself? That's a good question. What would you say that most bloggers are struggling with when it come when they like sit down at the editor and they have you know have to write a thousand words? I think one of the things that you, they struggle with is you know what am I going to write about? Um, yeah. If I'm writing a thousand words every day, what are the topics going to be? Right. I mean, it's that that's the like that idea generation is is so hard. You know, the trick that we use is just to do the idea generation separately from the writing. That you know, you're busy, you're distracted, you sit down and then suddenly you have to have an idea right there and then. That's a, like that's a lot of pressure. 
And so what we do instead is that we'll uh, we'll just sit down at the beginning of the week or the beginning of a month and just brainstorm ideas and take you know a full hour to get that out, and then you know then whittle it down, and then you have like ten or fifteen good ideas. And then when you sit down, you just look at your list, like which of these resonates with me right now. You know, I love that one. That um, Marcus Sheridan, I interviewed him a while back, and that's one of the things that he said. He w- w- the way he put it was actually, what are what are fifty questions that your target audience would ask, and exactly. you can just make a, a quick list of those fifty questions. Well, that's fifty ideas for blog posts. So when you wake up in the morning um, and you're getting ready to create, you just look at the next one in the list. Okay, so my blog post for today is going to be how to optimize my blog for these search engines or something of that sort. I don't have to come up with the idea right now because I already did that work. Right, and I like I like that his take on just go down the list. There's um. A uh, famous blogger, one of the boring, boring bloggers, Cory Doctorow, also teaches writing. And he used this phrase that really stuck with me. He said, you know, surgeons don't get surgeon's block. So why are writers allowed <laughs> to get writer's block? And I just love that he challenged, you know, challenged writers. If you're a professional writer, if you want to be a professional writer, that, you know, when it's time to write, you write. And, you know, I think that's basically the difference between a professional and the amateurs that the you know over time you learn how to write when called upon and you know just to give you the opposite like I'm an amateur writer I will blog sometimes but my job is to run this company and build this product uh-huh. and so I actually I use the opposite approach which is I have a list of things that I want to write about and when I think I have you know an hour of free time to write I just look at that list and think all right which one of these is easiest which one of these is like <laughs> you know, top of mind right now that I could just blast out right now. And, you know, that, that's the sort of the amateur technique for figuring out what to write. Gotcha. Okay, so number one, we want to make sure that we're motivated. I'm pretty sure that no one that's listening to this podcast have a problem with that. They're motivated to get stuff done. Number two, we look at ability and, and making things easier on yourself. And one of the concrete ideas for doing that is to brainstorm a list of posts um, separately from the time when you're actually writing so that when it comes for you to actually go and create that content, you have that list. You can just go to the next one or you can choose the one that seems easiest and you can start flowing on that topic. And what about triggered? Yeah, so triggers, I wonder if this is a problem for you guys. So a lot of people will forget, right? <laughs> and and I guess, you know, it's about carving out, out time and, and uh and just remember like making sure that you remember. Set a reminder for yourself or set a prompt for yourself. So one of the real common ways that this gets described to people is they say, well you know, let's say you want to work out in the morning, right? Uh-huh. Why don't you put your workout clothes right next to your bed mm. the night before? Mm-hmm. So you wake up and then there it is, right? Like, wh- you know, you wake up and it's time to put on clothes and the easiest clothes to put on are your workout clothes. And suddenly you're halfway to going out for a run in the morning. Okay. And uh, I, 
I wonder, do you think there's something like that that would work for bloggers? Definitely. And it has to do with what we just already spoke about. So if I'm a blogger and I'm saying I'm waking up in the morning and when I wake up in the morning, after uh, one of the first things I want to do is create content. Well, what I'm going to do in that case to make it as frictionless as possible uh, on my desk in my office, I can have my laptop right there. I can have my list of topics right there next to my laptop. I can have my desk clean so it's not cluttered and it's not blocking my mind from processing. And when I come into my room, it's as if it's just welcoming me to start creating my content. Right, exactly. If, if, yeah. if I'm the kind of person, for example, that needs coffee to get started in the morning, I can have that my coffee maker there accessible with the stuff to go into the coffee maker. And I heat it up. I walk into my office and I'm ready to create. I love it. Awesome. Okay, so we, we, we found a motivation because we already have the mo motivation. We've made it as easy as possible by brainstorming ideas separately. And um, we have some triggers. Maybe we wake up in the morning. We have our alarm that's set. Uh, we have our, 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 our desk that is completely ready to go. And we just start creating that content. You know, I think it's amazing the work that you're doing. The number, the amount of information that, you know, is going out into the world because of the bloggers and like and your 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 mission to ch is change the world one blog at a time that is correct right? so like if you know if if our advice you know or our support to help people be more focused have a more balanced life and be more efficient in the blogging they're doing can like you know help in any way that would just be amazing that, that, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of this in terms of the people that are going to be, you know, building these habits of creating awesome content. Um, so we've spoken about the secret to behavior design. Anything specific on blogging that we want to add in there? Um, you know, just I, the thing that I've learned, like, and this comes up over and over again, like the bottom line is just to write anything right mm. it's like you know i we didn't talk about my own blogging history but you know i started blogging in like 2003 right and uh and i've been around all of these professional bloggers and we've talked about one of my co-founders at lyft uh, evan williams he's also the co-founder of blogger the blogging engine over at google and you know so we've just been watching all of these people turn what was originally just an interest in publishing platform into an actual, you know, business. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, they just got started and tried stuff. And, you know, I mean, that, that is just true in life is that the, the people that are out there that have momentum, that are aggressively trying things, like they, they find a way to succeed. And so, if there's anything I could share with you know with any of your listeners, it's just simply, uh, you know, get moving. Get moving. I love it. And what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be creating a coaching plan for anyone that wants to become a better blogger, to build their blog into something significant. And if you're listening to this, you can get to that plan by going to becomeablogger.com slash lift. I'm going to set it up so it redirects you to that coaching plan. You can sign up for lift if you have not already done that. And we can get going on building blogs where we can create content inspire others and change the world um 
Tony, this was extremely valuable. I'm so glad to have you on here, specifically because it's an app that I use. I want to talk, actually, it, there's an iPhone app, but there's no Android app right at the moment, right? Is that correct? Uh that is an excellent question, and the answer depends on when we post this podcast. <laughs> uh, we do have an Android app. It's very close to being launched, and uh, and if we haven't launched it by the time the podcast starts, we, uh, at the minimum, we do have a, a web version of Lyft. And, and that's something that I wanted to point out in case someone is going on an Android device because I stopped using Lyft because I switched to Android and then I realized that the web version of uh, Lyft is just as, it seemed to me, as just as good and I just installed a shortcut on my, 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 my main screen and I can go directly to it. I can ch- uh, check off my goals and it works very well. Yes. So if you are if if the app is launched, you can check that up out in the Play Store. If you're on iPhone, you can get that in the App Store, um, and I'll have all that stuff linked in the show notes. So this is going to be episode 136. So you can go to becomeablogger.com/episode136, and it'll get you directly to that uh, all the information relevant to this episode. So Tony, thank you so much for joining me today, man. Leslie, thank you so much for having me. All right. Hey, guys. So you want to check out Lyft, you can go to lyft.do. That's lyft.do. Of course, all that stuff is going to be linked up in the show notes, becomeablogger.com slash episode 136. And I know you're going to find value in Lyft. I love it. And that's why I wanted to get Tony on here to share some of the things behind the scenes and also how we can go about setting great goals and then meeting those goals. Also, I want to remind you that this is brought to you by my blogging, uh, my free blogging videos at freebloggingvideos.com, where you get to watch me as I show you exactly how I've created my blogs and turned them into successful online businesses. You can head on over there and you watch my screen, and I will show you how to create content, inspire others, and change the world. So that's freebloggingvideos.com. It's free, it's actionable, and it's awesome. Uh, that's all I got for you for this episode. Uh, this is Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com until next time take care and God bless